Hey guys, welcome back to the Moto Academy podcast. If you want to watch full episodes, you can do so exclusively at club.themotoacademy.com. This is an app that offers the highest level of motocross training. You guys can send in your riding footage to be analyzed. We have hundreds of hours of tutorial videos, full episodes of this podcast available to view, and so much more. You guys can hang out with Jet Lawrence, myself, and cameraman Cam, and the rest of the Emoto Academy team inside of the Moto Academy app. Check that out at club.themotoacademy.com. Moto Academy, we're back. Just Cam and I. YouTube is doing doing one of these right now. Whew. Thank God. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, feel so bad for poor Jackson, who's just getting abused. Uh, well, okay, so here's the backstory. Jackson did a great job, in my opinion. Did he over-talk over some people? Maybe, sure. But I did give instructions to Jackson to... He was in charge of that podcast, which he did a great job of, right? So he set it up as far as laid up the questions. He kind of created the structure for the Supercross preview job. I think he did a great job. And it was his first time hosting a podcast. So he just then talked over people sometimes. And it was so many people. Everybody was talking over everybody. So guess what we did, guys? Right back to cameraman. We listened right back to cameraman Cam and Albert. So honored. <laughs> yep. Dude, I felt so bad, dude. I was, I was reading those comments. I was like, oh, man, like this, this poor kid. Like, I get it, right? But also, see, for me, I don't know. I'm not going to say, like, people were wrong, right? Like, everybody thinks different things. But it felt like it was moving quickly, which is good. You know what I mean? It's better than I thought space. it was. I thought it was close. I think he did a good job, and I think it was close. I, I, I'd say it was, you know... 15, 10 to 15% off. And that's pretty good score for first time around in my book. The, the way I explain comments is that it's a, it's an overcorrection. So if there's that many people saying something, I'm in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, there's some truth to it, but not as aggressive and as, as the comments come off. Right. Right. But if there's that many people saying something similar, then you're like, Oh, okay, well let's, let's readjust a little bit. I think Jackson could be great on a podcast. So couldn't all of us together, it just takes some practice. I think also us having headphones on and being a little bit more wired in, you just learn the person, the people with the most podcast experience in that situation spoke the least because you knew to just kind of sit back and wait. Because you know what a podcast ends up sounding like when everybody's like, whoa, 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 and like trying to dive in on each other. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. How many people are there sitting there trying to talk? Seven? Six? Uh, four. Four? <laughs> 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 well, Jackson, I'm just giving you the benefit of the doubt. You did great. Well, five with Ryan. Like when we did the one with Ryan, there were five. Uh, yeah, dude, I mean, it's all good. That That's really what it comes down to. We need practice. I think the headphones would help a lot, but it was very like, the tough part about a traveling podcast, if you will, is it's a ton of stuff. There's just, you need so much stuff. Like the board I use um, would allow us to have four headphones, four mics, everything's good, but the thing is giant. It's like carry-on size is how big this board is right here. So it's very hard to travel with, but that could possibly 
change here soon. Because big gear doesn't matter when we have a van. Okay. So can we podcast from in the van? Um, I imagine we probably could. I, we'll talk about it. Dude, can you believe... Can that, we podcast on the track after the race? That would be ideal. After do the you race... Do you get permission to do that or too noisy? Oh, like actually on the dirt. Yeah. I think the only issue we could run into is they start tearing stuff down like right away. Just it would, the podcast would just be me, me, me. That would be annoying. Dude, Florida it Georgia line idea. just started playing on my phone for absolutely no reason. That's cool. Um, How's the Moto Academy LED holding up? Isn't that great? It looks cool from here. Yeah, so let's get a rating on the set in the comments, please. Uh, this, I've been wanting to do this for a while to have like a proper like room to record in. On the other side of the camera, I have beds up against the wall. I have soundproofing everywhere. This actually isn't fully done yet. I still need a halo light that I got to set up. And I want to get rid of these sound panels in the background because I think they look kind of lame. You can barely catch I'm curious. them. Shot, I'm, but. I'm curious to see what it looks like all said and done. What how, Do you rate my set? Like, what, how's, how's mine looking? Well, it's what a little dark. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, I, I can only see from our call and it's just a little, there's a little bit of an abyss behind you, but that's okay. Oh, well. It, I think it's just missing the white trees, to be honest. Yeah, the, the white trees are right there. Oh, They're not lit up even. We could We could... Put them into play if we need to. Nah, that's okay. Uh, so did, did we get questions? Because I fired out a post today. Yeah, we got, a, it, we got a bunch of questions, but how can we good. jump in? Well, how can we jump into this without talking about the bike oh. you rode today? Holy heck. You should have. I wish you could have been there. Dude, I would have loved to be there. It was a rocket ship. Wait until you ride it. Oh. I came off the track and James goes, oh, that's the first time I've seen you smile in a little while. <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> Wow, what a compliment. It's, it's insane. You, the, the best analogy I could give is that you ever watch those racing boats where they just kind of start to catch air? Yes. A little bit at a time, then all of a sudden they're flying away? Yep. That's what this bike does. It, like, it goes to take off and you, you go to like shift from third to fourth and it just keeps going and it's like you're going to take flight. So this is a straight rhythm bike for anybody who doesn't it's, know what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, this video is going to come out tomorrow, aka Thursday. The video of that 125 is going to come out on Saturday. Okay. I, I think James got a lot of really good riding footage today. I was, I was getting saucy with it. I felt pretty good. I'm excited. I think we, as, long as, as long as he didn't botch the footage, which I saw some clips, I think it looked quite nice. I think it's going to be a sweet video. So what we did... Have we said any of this on the podcast yet of, of what we've done to this bike? Not a thing. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let me tell that story quick because this is kind of cool. So I have an engine builder from when I first turned pro, Todd at TLR Performance down in Florida. Todd did my motors when I was, oh, shoot, 16, 17, 18 years old. Very conservative motors because I didn't have any money, but he would do everything for free for me and just make the bike a little bit better and super reliable so that I could just show up, change the oil and filter, put pump gas in it and be on my way. So I raced this bike at straight rhythm, doesn't run at all. And I get connected with Todd again. I only live two hours from him now. And I'm like, this is the perfect guy. He, he, in, he, back when I raced, he did my Hondas and Cowies. 
but I know that he is really high level when it comes to two strokes. So I'm, I'm just like, okay, perfect. I'm going to bring it to him, which we ended up doing. Uh, who drove with me? James. James went with me. We road tripped across the state of Florida to Sebastian, Florida, dropped it off at TLR. He put it right on the dyno as soon as we got there, which was super interesting. The first thing he goes is, all right, let's take this power valve out. And it was eight horsepower faster with the power valve out. But then he says, okay, well, this scares me a little bit that it'd make that big of a difference. I th thought it was gonna make a little bit, but it shouldn't have made that big of a difference. So we ended up leaving the bike with him and he sends us a text 24 hours later and he goes, I worked on this thing all day long. I couldn't stop doing it. I was having so much fun. James, do you remember what he said he did? Crank. He did a crank. Put a 125 head on it. Put a 125 head on it. Ported it. Ported it. I'm assuming a piston. Piston. And switched the fuel. Put MRX 02 fuel in it. And tuned it. And then tuned it to all of that. And according to his dyno reading, it read at 48. That's incredible. So that's a 150. I don't know what they come stock, but it couldn't be anywhere close to that. Well, for reference, I believe a stock, I, I'll Google it, but I'm pretty sure a stock 450 is like 52. Huh? Hang on. Maybe it's 60. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I know, I th yeah. Can I say this? I don't know. Hunter told I don't know me anything about once upon a time that the factory Honda 250 is 51. Holy cow. I mean, honestly, when you ride it, though, it feels that fast in the mid range. So when you the bottom end is pretty good. But when you shift from third to fourth, it's like, holy cow, hold on. And the mid range power in fourth gear is incredible. I th honestly, I think that bike, it's got to be way faster than my 250F that I'm practicing at the dog, at the dog pound right now. It's got to be. Dude, stock Honda 450 is 54 horsepower. Wow. What's a stock Honda 250? Can you look uh, that up quick? I can. That's what I'm curious. Honda 250 horsepower, 41. Oh. Dude. That's ridiculous. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And it feels now. Could a dyno be off? Sure. I saw the numbers. I did see that number. I don't know what there's going to, I'm sure now there's going to be a ton of comments and we're going to thumbnail this thing. 48 horsepower, 125, even though it's a 150. Sorry guys. <laughs> yeah. But forgive us after riding it today, it, fe it feels all of that fast and it's so light. It is so light, it's incredible. Like I was doing whips on it today, I could take off totally straight and just be like, boop, and then all of a sudden I'm upside down in a whip. Uh, so I'm excited for you guys to see the YouTube video of me riding that thing. The only bummer was, as soon as I got off of it, the entire plan was, okay, the thing sucked at straight rhythm, but all that did was create a cool storyline where now we will make the bike good, of course, and then give it away. So it creates a great storyline for a giveaway bike, but now I'm like, oh, do I really, do I really want to give it away? Because it's so one of a kind, and now it's straight up the fastest two-stroke I've ever ridden. But we have to give it away. So stay tuned on that announcement. But yeah, first, Cam, you have to ride it. Yeah, All cameraman, Team Moto Cam Academy votes, will have to ride it. Just keep the thing. <laughs> 
But <laughs> well, I could always order another one, and then Todd is two hours away. So Crazy. that's the good news. It's incredible. And what's amazing about it, too, is that that custom chassis handles unbelievably well, considering it's a made-up chassis. It's not even a cut. Like, it's fully custom. Everything about it, it was cut in, like, seven different places to make that motor fit properly. But it handles very similar to uh, the new Honda chassis, dude. Which, like, in my, which in my opinion, I love. Oh yeah, I really want to ride that bike. Okay, so at Straight Rhythm, we spent three days playing with the carburetor. Is it still the Makuni on there? It's still the Makuni. Yeah. So what? Now I when I picked it up, Todd was sick, so it was his assistant that handed me the bike, and I just saw the dyno numbers, and I, Todd just sent me the text, kind of generally saying what he did to it. So I still don't know what the problem was, but I honestly, I think the biggest problem was whatever was in it was, kind of, was used, which I didn't know, and the, the power valve was a huge, huge issue. In the mid-range with the power valve set where it was, it, it would do this on the dyno and just do a U-shape and drop down. And when you took the, that power valve out, you can make adjustments on it, but when you took it out, it did this and they were in that mid range there was an eight horsepower increase so that alone if we had thought to do, to have done that at straight rhythm and do you know jeremiah yep yeah he was at your wedding jeremiah sent me a text on friday when we were at straight rhythm and he said take the power valve out and we didn't <laughs> i could love that you're telling me now <laughs> you're only yeah, two months I late i should have trusted jeremiah unreal of course he said that of course he said that yeah jeremiah can fix anything at any time always he's incredible but yeah I, in my head i'm like oh well, mitch payton didn't suggest it like you right. know i guess the problem was everybody was so stuck on thinking it was the carb hmm. oh well it runs incredible now and that in tampa mx is the most fun 125 track ever because everything's just like scrub this rail outside here whip off this it's it was fun dude that it was really fun i'm just so glad like i just remember after straight rhythm at straight rhythm you're like let's sell the thing i don't even want to take it home and yeah. i was like but man wouldn't it be cool to see what this bike would be capable of because this all started when you rode the ktm 250 sx in the honda 450 chassis and loved it and it was epic right and i was like this whole time i'm like man a 250 with a 150 in it would have to be better it'd have to be better because it'd be so much lighter i don't like i don't love 252 strokes personally don't hate me but oh man it dude and here's what's crazy it's, the system we have going on right now by the way behind the scenes look uh since rye guy is still recovering he can't quite hold a camera yet James is down there filming everything and sending us the footage. So I'm just getting footage to download, right? And then edit. And dude, the second I downloaded the footage of you guys picking up the bike, the sound of it alone, I'm like, it sounds like yeah. a dirt bike again. Yeah. You could tell right away. Right away. And I'm in. Oh, and then Vermont. when we took it down the street, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you uh, could just, you just, you could just tell right away. So I am very excited and I'm also excited to announce publicly what the plan is for the giveaway because I think that's going to be pretty epic 
as well and something that nobody has done for a bike giveaway because the bike giveaways were getting a little played out because let's 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 face it everybody copied my system and then now i think that the way we're going to do it is is really unique uh the only thing i'm just going to have to order another one and maybe maybe what i do is i just get a 125 version of it a 250 version and a 500 version of it that would be cool <laughs> Yeah, that's because a logical. It, now we know somebody it. can tune them. That is a lot of money. That'd be forty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, but it'd be a fun forty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it would be a fun forty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, let's weigh out the priorities here. I mean, why not? Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I want to ride that thing. That would be. Oh, How about the reel that came out today on Moto Academy Instagram with Isn't my side plate just flying away? In the it air? doesn't even look real. It looks like faked. It looks like you I did forgot it. we got that shot and or people would probably think, oh, well, he loosened it up in hopes that it would fly off. No, it just flew off. You can't midair. plan that. Like it was, I guess. Yeah. 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 No, no it was I perfect. Was, it was funny, too, because Jackson called me. He's like, dude, I need a reel for today. I'm like, I already gave you one. He's like, what? And he's like, oh, my gosh, that's what you gave me. Like just a side <laughs> plate flying off. Yeah, that was that was great. Well, dude, I'm so glad that that bike works now. You have no idea. Um, yeah, I love the very first comment. I forget where it was either on Instagram or in the app is race it in supercross, but I don't think we can because it's not an OEM chassis. No. And it's a 150. So, and everybody knows it's a 150 at this point. <laughs> so we can't so lie it's about not it. legal. It's not all the way around. It's not legal, but shoot. If, if the bike that I raced last year was that fast, then I, it would have been a heck of a lot more competitive. It's better because than that 125 KTM that I rode last year, I thought was good. Mm -hmm. Who tuned that one? Royal did. Oh yeah, and it, it it ran crisp, but it is not even close to this 150. The 125 has really really torquey bottom end, uh, and then it almost just falls flat immediately. Is what it feels like. This one just goes, and you're gonna laugh when you see the videos, like because I'm going pretty fast. And like, I would rail a corner and charge to the next turn and just stay sitting. Cause, uh, well, you know, Tampa, you'd hit the, the step up and I, instead of hitting the inside rut, I would just go all the way to the outside. That's way too far away. Cause I had a sick line formed. <laughs> so I'd pin it to the outside, rail the corner and then stay sitting and just go all the way outside the next turn. But in between it would just do this crazy unintentional wheelie. That's awesome. The whole, the whole video is like me just doing wheelies by mistake. Dude. It's funny. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking yep. forward to it. Got a bunch of reels, too. That's the most important part. Yep, reels matter. <laughs> reels matter. Right. All right. Uh, I'm going to check this out. Does that oh, work? Sweet. By the way, guys, yep, I can see perfectly. I like the system. If you want to send us video submissions, video questions, that is only available to people that are inside the Moto Academy app. So head over to the Google Play Store, to the Apple Store, go to club.themotoacademy.com, however you want to do it. Subscribe, get inside the app, and send some questions in. If you're already in the app, fire some questions to us about anything. Dirt yeah. bikes, not dirt bikes. Relationship advice. <laughs> Dude, okay, hang on. 
life advice. I love every single video you put in the chat asking for questions. It's like relationship advice. We're never going to get a relationship question. <laughs> I want one so bad. I know you do. And I can't wait because I feel like you're going to give the crappiest advice ever about relationships. I so. just, I mostly just want a bunch of questions that we don't, neither of us really know how to answer. And we just kind of give our best shot at it. Yeah. Uh, ask anything. Ask anything. I want, I want to put you guys in the videos or in, in the podcast. Get inside of the app. Send some videos in to Cameraman Cam in the direct message system inside of the app. And please By the way, if them. you're in the app and you're listening to this, the community feature is coming. I, ooh, nice. James just got me an Olipop, which is a very healthy version of a soda. Strawberry vanilla flavored. Oh, dude, those are good. Incredibly good. I don't know where to get them though. Uh, yeah, community features coming. Please send in yes, questions as videos. Game, game I got a game. lot of good questions today that are not in video form and I can't use them. So, really? yeah, we'll get there. And you know what I'd like to do also is I wanna figure out, is there a way that we could easily, is there a way to live stream us recording? There is a way where they could hear us both inside of, so they could watch inside of the app? Uh, yes. Short answer, yes. Okay, you can use that stream key thing somehow? Yes, there is a longer okay. answer, but short answer is yes. Okay. Longer I, answer I, is it takes a little bit of money, but we oh. can do it. Oh. Not much money, but a little bit of money. Okay. Well, I'd like to maybe try and figure that out so people could send in or just fire away questions, maybe in real time. Well, okay, can I, I, can I play the first question? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, here we go. Hit us with it. Hey, Moto Academy. Holy haircut. Rebex Papa here. What technique do I use Whoa, to pause it. from the lack? <laughs> what? James, get over here. <laughs> I know. Is it? <laughs> I had the same reaction. I'm like, wow, oh my God. that does look like Premix Papa. If I were to picture what Premix Papa looked like, this guy couldn't have been any more it. Watch. Go ahead. Play it from the top. James, hey, wait till Academy. you see what Premix, Premix Papa, Papa looks Papa like. Here. Oh, I love this guy what even more now. What technique do I use to recover from the lack of live streams? You gave us 12 whole days to come together, and then nothing. It just disappeared. You tucked the front end on us. How do I recover from this? Oh, so he was <laughs> my man, pre-mix Papa. He was in there every night for those live streams. How often should we do them, realistically? Well, twice a week. I don't know. I Three mean, times a week. It, I mean, I I actually love doing them. Did, how many of them did you get a chance to actually hop into? Because it was hilarious. How many consistent. There was so many people in there every single every single night. We live streamed Dude, every night. It was popping off. Like mm -hmm. I, I tried to make it in every night just to check in on James's haircut. Um <laughs> but yeah, dude, it was people were people loved it. It was it was so much fun. Oh, so much fun. And we would log in and when it would first go live and everybody's saying, Hey, what's up? and join in the chat, James and I would just be introing every single name and as people started to catch on that the people with the funny names were always the ones that would be remembered, everybody's names got funnier and funnier <laughs> in the chat. Uh, oh, it's awesome. I love that. There, there's nothing better than having a com like this community. It is, we're so lucky. It's, it is super, super cool. But 
yeah, I kind of miss them already. How many days are we without doing our nightly podcast? Maybe, we, can we do one tomorrow night? Just cause? Yeah. I miss it. Dude, I, I think we may need to really consider live streaming the podcast and, and that be like the Moto Academy show. And even if it's once a week, it's a live stream. We're talking to people as it's coming in. Right. I know. I think, I don't know. I don't know. And if maybe we could get to a point where we could accept callers. I know. Call people in. I think that would be a pretty sweet way to do it. Uh, I know. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah. Think about, think about how we could make that happen because I, I would love to do that. I, even better, I would love if the video submissions are great because it, they're clippable for YouTube, which is helpful. Um, for podcast only purposes, the video or the, the call-ins do just fine. But I want to engage the Moto Academy community as much as possible. I, I love when they're involved with stuff. They ask good questions. Gives us something to talk about. So here's the thing. Let, let's, and maybe we can get some feedback on this. Cam had sent an entire itinerary of what we were going to talk about on this podcast. And I said no to all, every, every, all of it. I said no to all of it. Yep, every single of the 12 ideas. Because, and let's ask the audience, all of it was news. It was right? all super cross, you know. Right. So now, and I'm torn on this. Like, I don't, I, I, I guess I decided for this podcast, but overall, I, I'm a little torn. So he, like, Cam sent some topics here. Triumph announces Supercross 2024. Hunter announces 450 debut in 24. Breakdown of Tomax Paris quad case. That's something I'd want to do. Uh, Chase Sexton's gear collab. Uh, Justin Barsha contract year. Like, just a bunch of kind of, like, hot topics to talk about. The thing is... None of those really interest me. The breakdown of Tomax Paris quad, that interests me because it's, I can break down a video. But everything else, it's like, mm, you know, go, go probably listen to another podcast, I think, if you want to get like motocross news. I don't think that that's what I want to be. Well, so here's my thought process. Right? Um, we want to be, here's, in, let me plead my case, Albert. Okay. <laughs> um, we want to be the biggest and best podcast in motocross. Agreed? Yeah. Supercross agreed. starts in a week, and we aren't going to talk about it. It's <laughs> 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 like, uh, like yeah. dude, wow. there's something so interesting happening, and I, and I figured this was going to happen. With Jet, and we don't have to talk about it, but with Jet... No, well, we can. Announcing early that he's going to race West Coast. Now, my initial question was like, huh, are all the other 250 teams going to pick based on where Jet is going to be? Mm -hmm. and, and what happened? That could be happening. I'm curious as to how it, like, maybe, maybe it didn't happen, right? This is speculation, and this is, I guess, all the news we have. But it's like... Uh, the two confirmed for West Coast to race against Jet that are going to be, you know, factors so far are McAdoo and Forkner. Okay. And the question becomes, was it intentional to not put Shimoda over there? You know, was it like, 
it, it's very like obviously all the rookie guys it makes sense to go east coast right all the rookies are going to go east coast so uh jet reynolds and uh whoever else drew adams on pc star hasn't talked about who they're going to put where yet but i i almost wonder if you know last year i think this may not be a real fact forkner beat jet in at least one race right before he got hurt only when jet crashed yeah either way beat him right so okay um i i just wonder like if that played into anybody's decision making as to it where should. they were going to go it should because in my opinion if jet doesn't crash jet will go undefeated sorry and i know i say that biasedly but it doesn't matter who you put up against jet if he doesn't crash he will he'll win every single race I'm watching him ride every day. There's no way anybody beats him. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, right. there's a lot of good people. But so if I were a team owner, I would certainly be taking my fast, fast guys and being like, all right, well, let's make sure that that guy's on East. Like who, who would be actual real, real title contenders on other teams? I, the problem is I don't know half the freaking riders. Who's on star that's really fast? Who is on star that's really fast? Uh, 250. <laughs> Who? Uh, kitchen's fa- kitchen's fast. Thrasher, mm-hmm. yeah, fast, of course. No, but, Thrasher's fast. But title contender, I don't know. Same thing with kitchen. Title contender in Supercross, I don't know. Has he even done Supercross yet? He got third last year, he got third last year or hurt? Oh. The title contenders in my mind would be a Schmoda, a Forkner, and a McAdoo. So, yeah. Yeah, and they got, so therefore they have to kind of spread them out strategically, which they did. Yeah, interesting. Who, who else is fast? Wait. <laughs> well, we got Jordan Smith. Styles Robertson is on star this year? This, but how is this turning into what I didn't want it to turn into? <laughs> that was my plan <laughs> all along. Uh, no, but seriously, I think it's going to be interesting. Can you believe that? I just honestly can't believe that. Supercross is a week from now, just over a week from now. That's pretty ridiculous. Um, still don't know yeah. if I'm going to A1. No, n- neither. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm going, right? Yeah, you're going. Don't know why. I think I have a flight for some reason. What are you doing uh, if I'm not going to be there? <laughs> basically nothing. I could take a camera with me and just do, I could just vlog myself. But yeah, we'll get a pro- we Lucas was supposed to finalize it today, he said. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll get confirmation tomorrow and then maybe the next day and maybe the day after that. Uh, I, yeah, if we can get you on the floor, that's going to be a game changer because we you, have some great ideas. Are you going to go to the Jet and Hunter press conference or no? No. Yeah, okay. No. Lucas will be mad that I'm not, but at, I have class at Club Moto in Sacramento at Thursday and Friday. So I, I would have had to have flown in to Santa Ana Wednesday morning, gone to the press conference, flown from Santa Ana to Sacramento, spent two days, and then flew back to Santa Ana. Yeah, that's for crazy. for Friday night for A one. That's crazy. Um, all right, let's do some questions. I, yeah. Okay, sure. Did what? you? Uh, what were we gonna say? What was the What was that Tomac case quad all about? I haven't seen that. What What was that? Do you uh, not have it? Yeah, let's ask for the one thing I don't have. Um, oh, okay. I could probably find it quick, but. Um, here, in the meantime, let's answer a question. Sound good? 
Excellent. I uh, don't know. Well, do you want to break down a clip or do you want a question? It's up to you. Whatever your heart desires. Don't know what my heart desires. Do right. it in order. Let's see what this one is. Is this Mind Moto? Can you introduce them before you pop them on? Yeah, this is Mind Moto. Um, okay. So, Mind Moto actually just made me a graphic for Cameraman Camera. Mind Moto also just won the lifetime subscription. Did you know that? Oh, yes, I did know that, but I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> he just, on the second to last day of the giveaway, Mind Moto, congratulations, won a lifetime Moto Academy subscription. That's awesome. Well deserved. Awesome. Well deserved. All right, play it. Yeah, super cool. What's up guys? Firstly, I just want to say thank you so much for all your hard work and everything you're doing within the Moto Academy. I love the app. I'm learning something new every day. Um, so keep up the great work. Um, I had a question for you guys. I wanted to ask whether the same stigmas that exist outside of pro racing exist within pro racing about mental health. Um, for me, I, um, I found it really powerful to talk about my struggles. Um, I talk openly about my depression and my struggle with mental health and I found it really powerful in my journey to kind of getting back to normal. Um, but what I wanted to ask was, is mental health something that is discussed and talked about within um, team setups or within um, kind of the sport in general at pro level? Um, or is mental health seen as a weakness and not talked about? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Love that question. And you're talking about the most closed-minded sport that exists. So no, it's not talked about. Of course it's not. It would be seen as probably a weakness, uh, maybe something that somebody thinks that they have an edge over somebody else that isn't doing any type of mental game practice, or maybe they think that they're too strong mentally to have a mental coach or, you know, talk to a sports psychologist. It, I don't know how many guys actually are, but every single one of them should, whether it is for personal life or excelling a little bit more on the dirt bike, excelling in life all around. The, the hard part is, it is hard, it's hard to teach somebody, you, there's two, two ways to do it. One, either you have to almost wait till your brain fully develops because then you can kind of like understand that you can absorb some of this stuff and learn and, and become different and think differently. Or you have to be programmed and trained from like age one or at least 10 years older or under. Because for me, I was trying to go to these sports psychologists and I worked with hypnotists and uh, all of this when I was 20, like 19, 20, 21 years old, like right in my most hard-headed ages where I thought I knew it all, although at least I was open-minded enough to go see and talk to somebody. But none of it really was digestible for me. None of it made sense. I didn't believe any of it. And now I do. My whole life is based around like being able to, to kind of think about something and set a goal and know without a shadow of a doubt that I can accomplish it. And it kind of keeps me on track mental health wise as well. But no, I mean, motocross is unfortunately, we can change that with Moto Academy. That's why I wanted to do those posts daily or, or weekly, just reading a sentence or two, a little excerpt from one of the books that I'm reading that just kind of like talks about that type of stuff and brings it to the surface level a little bit. 
nobody talked. Have you ever heard, Cam, anybody really talk about any of that with, in, with any significance? In dirt in bikes? The, in the sport, in dirt bikes. Uh, no, I mean, nobody sh nobody's in motocross and supercross is allowed to show any weakness at all. It's like why yeah. we don't know when people are injured until the season's over. It's the same idea. Like if something like, and I guess that's, I, I guess that's kind of what he means by that. Right. Where it's like, yeah. um, people will never tell you if something's going on. doesn't matter what it is, if it's mental or physical, like that's kind of what I've noticed. Right. Which I get. Honestly, I mean, if, if I get it for anything, I, I would understand that for the mental side. You show weakness in the mental side and you have somebody that's mentally strong, you're, you're defeated, you're beat already. <clears throat> yeah. The whole like, oh, I, you know, I, I pulled a muscle, like, let's not tell anybody. That to me is like, all right, well, what, what are you, what's going on here? Well, that's Cooper Webb's whole thing, right? Isn't he known for just like getting in people's heads on the line and just breaking people down and that's how he succeeds? At our level, it is almost 100% mental, you know, because everybody that is showing up that is in a main event, at least in the top 15, it, certainly within the top 10 of a main event, they're all preparing the same. They might be doing some things a little bit different, but really, I mean, everybody's preparing exactly the same. They're on somewhat basically equivalent equipment they they're doing there's no there's, i don't think there's any secrets uh, i mean there's just not the and what happens is that at the first race anybody can win every year anybody can win race two almost anybody can win again race three mm, four guys can win <laughs> right and then as you get deeper into the season two guys can win it's not because somebody got slower. It's not because somebody got faster. That is only because of mental. That is it. Everybody else is then defeated and accepts their defeat and that they can no longer win the championship, that they don't really belong winning races this year because of whatever reason they've made up in their head. And then on the other end, you have the one or two guys that make it to the end of the championship that believe 100% that they should be getting the whole shot, that they should be winning the race and that they should be winning the championship. And they actually believe it. Yeah. We talked about There's that a, at the end of motocross when Chase and Eli were just leaps and bounds ahead of ever, everybody. It's like, did they actually get that much better? It's like, no, like it's just, it's all in their head. If they go one and two at a one, I will be very surprised. Really? You know? Yeah because so much time has passed where there's now a reset that's happened and everybody thinks they have an equal shot again. They're not that, I don't believe that they're that much better than everybody else. Hmm. I don't. Uh, I, th I, I think that, you know, I think that at times they're slightly better, but the, the mental gap is what changes that. Like you should hear the, the way that people talk about Tomac in the pits. I mean, there's, there's high level guys that talk about Tomac as if like he's a God. <laughs> <laughs> I just experienced it uh, within the last two weeks. Somebody, somebody was talking about Tomac and I'm like, holy cow. Like, I didn't expect that person to talk about another racer in that way. Mm. I mean, he is good at riding yeah. dirt bike. I mean, great question. 
And inside Moto Academy, I love to have conversations about that stuff. I think it's important. I mean, I think generally speaking, I'm pretty delusional and positive. Uh, I know there's some people that aren't as lucky and don't think pot so positive all the time. Like I do, I'm, I guess I, I don't, I've just always been programmed that way. Um, but I think it's incredibly important. It's been incredibly important in me being successful in business because I believe that I'm the best at what I do in business. Like in, in motocross, it's like, mm -hmm. everybody be like, AJ, you're making the main event or AJ, you're, you're this fast or you could get top 10 in this race. And in my head, I was like, oh, well, mm, maybe, maybe. And I, in the past, I never fully believed it. And then, and, and that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah, good question. Send me a message, my moto. You're a lifetime subscriber now. Does he have a blue check? Has anybody, does he have a blue check yet? Is he supposed to have a blue check? James? I don't know. I think I was trying to get him one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I just might've just made so. that up. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, dude, like it's so interesting because Supercross, I remember, I think I remember telling you this and I don't want this to get like twisted in the wrong way can't cancel cam i know dude i'm waiting for the day i fully believe i'm gonna get canceled one day for something stupid and it's just gonna i'm just accepting that fact early uh but you know i look at like i remember my first year of supercross and i think i used to talk to you about it and i'm like man this feels just like high school so like when you're in high school okay and maybe it's probably the same for college it's got to be it's got to be the same for college where when you're in high school or whatever you believe that's it like that's everything to you you know what i mean and obviously high school yeah maybe you're, you're just not old enough yet i mean you're in high school at 14 it's crazy but you all your decisions are made off of well high school means everything like this situation in high school means everything or whatever i imagine it's the same for college and then you get out and you're like oh wow doesn't matter <laughs> right and i feel like supercross I feel that same kind of like energy in Supercross where it's like everyone believes that this is this is it. Like the drama that happens, the relationships it, that happen, like it's all it, like, oh, this is this is all that exists in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if you once you like for for instance, you've stepped a foot out of Supercross and Motocross, right? Have, do you feel like what I'm talking about at all? Have you had the realization of like, oh, maybe that is happening and that's not all that matters? Oh, I've always felt that way, 100%. Uh, I felt that way when I lived at training facilities. Thankfully, I was always a fast guy, right? So it, there was like, unfortunately, if you're at a training facility and at least especially you know, I'll say it, screw it. At MTF, when I lived there in 2010, let's say, can't remember, there was clicks. It was very much like high school. And if you weren't, if you weren't a fast guy, then you weren't gonna be in that friend group. You didn't stand a chance to be in that friend group. Wow. You know really? what I mean? It was bizarre. At the pro level, it, it is kind of the same way. People, because they think that that is the only thing that matters and what it does is it causes people to act selfishly, causes people to kind of almost act out of desperation. 
Um, and it causes people to act, this is the biggest one, out of insecurity. It, I saw it at the training facility. And it, but when I was at the training facility, there was a lot of really young people there. So kind of like high school where you have a lot of 13 to 19 year olds, right in like the most insecure time of your life. But in Supercross, you see that, you see the same thing. You see people get into cliques because they think that they're, they try to think that they're cooler than other people or, um, and, and a lot of that is insecurity. And I've always been pretty distant from the industry. And I, we joke about it, all of us joke about it. Like I, I race Supercross, but I couldn't be any more disconnected from the industry. Right. You know what I mean? I have a couple of friends at, at the races. I'm friendly with everybody, of course, because I'll always be friendly with everybody. Um, but there's just not, it, it seems as though there's just not a ton of, like, you know, a great example of a good human being? Kenny Day. Oh. Right? Yeah. I love Kenny Day. If only there were more Kenny Days where Kenny genuinely feels genuine. He just seems like a nice person. He's a great guy. And, yeah. And, um, you don't get that vibe from a lot of people around the pits. Can we have Kenny Day on the podcast? I would love to. We totally could, I right? You. I bet he'd be down. Yeah. We should ask yeah. because I'd, I, would, yeah. Kenny Day is he the man. He would be a, I mean, and that guy has some serious, he's been around. Like he's got experience working for so many different people, traveling to so many different places. He would probably be a, a really interesting conversation. Yeah. Kenny Day and I have had some awesome conversations and I just remember like when we first got the Fox deal, it, it was like, you know, he was bringing gear to Ken rocks and Adam Cincerello and you, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he would like come and hang out, talk to Dan, yeah. like mechanic, Dan, all this stuff. And Dan and I would talk and be like, dude, we're nobodies. Like in the realm of Supercross, like this is the whole hierarchy high school vibe we're talking about. It's like, we're, we're no, we're like the losers in the school. You know what I'm saying? And, he treats us like a million bucks. Yeah, he's he's an awesome dude. Awesome dude. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, but great question, Mind Moto. Yeah. Love that guy. Cool. Super cool. All right. Uh, what do we got, a, a video breakdown now? Do you want to do that? Well, it doesn't matter. Hit me I, with anything. I kind of want to... Let's, Mostly, I just want relationship advice. Well, we didn't, have, we didn't get any questions like that, sadly. But, Bummer. James, uh, send one in fun story okay so on the on the topic of kenny day you ready okay did he submit a question this is from real gp hey cam understand that you're a garnet boots guy i'm a garnet boots guy myself love them uh, but you recently rode the fox boots uh tell us what you think about them i'd love to hear because my boots are getting a little long in the tooth and i'll go fox if they're as good or better than the garnets that i'm wearing thanks man so I, when Kenny sent the Fox gear, I so badly, everyone who were like, you have gone like, so like in depth on the videos of like, these are the best boots ever. Right. And of course you're sponsored by Fox and all that stuff. It's like, okay, are they really that good? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are they like, are you really? I love how even you're thinking that. No, a hundred percent. I'm just like, is this guy full of it? Because like, yeah, you, I don't know. You were like the Tech 10 or Tech 7 guy or Tech 10 guy. You're like, oh, the Fox boots are too weak, whatever. And 
I so badly wanted to ride in those fox boots and have something wrong with them. And like, and be like, you know, like they're great, but I, I really appreciate the support of the Garnet. Like, dude, they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Like, oh, they're so good. The Can you describe the specific differences and maybe what you like more? Is there anything that you liked less? Yeah. So as far as like, if uh, real GP is probably just like me, I love watching like the, the, the boot comparison videos that guys will do where they ride every brand and like talk about it. And like Garnet, you're going to feel wicked protected. I mean, that thing is bulletproof. Those boots, I mean, they're bulletproof. However, when you, when I rode in the Fox boots, I didn't feel like I lost that necessarily, but I just gained feeling dude. You can feel everything in the Garnet. Can't feel the shifter whatsoever. Can't feel the pegs whatsoever. And honestly, I'm kind of thankful that I grew up on Garnets. I've had the same pair of boots for like eight years and they're Garnets. So they'll last another eight years. They'll never break down. <laughs> they're just like bulletproof, you know? Uh, but I learned like correct foot position in boots that I couldn't feel the pegs, mm. which I think in the long run actually might help me. You know what I mean? Um, because I'm not looking for the feeling. I just know where it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's only going to make it 10 times easier when you get to a boot that's actually going to help with foot position. Yeah. So today, for example, I rode, Kenny sent some new gear. I got that blue set of boots that I showed you. Those are the coolest ones. By oh, the, way. the kit, the whole kit I had on today was, was <laughs> top notch. I rode with those today, was putting them on my feet. When I got on the bike and did my first lap, I completely forgot I had brand new boots on. Yeah, I could have put them on my feet and gotten straight out for a main event and been totally happy. That's in, that's incredible. And I've I have a couple sets. There's a red set uh, with the old buckles, so the older versions that I wore tail end of last year, and I've been using pretty heavily as practice boots. Those have quite a few hours on them at this point. Great, nothing's broke, nothing's wearing really. I mean, they, I mean. These boots are, every single person, person should wear these boots. I don't know how much they cost. Like, are they more expensive than other ones? No, or I, I think they're right on to? par. They're right on par. Yeah, the instincts are just, they're really good. Again, I've ridden one time with them because it is winter and there is snow on the ground in Vermont. I'm hoping it's going to melt this weekend so I can go ride. But Real, real GP, go get them. Yeah, you, if you're going to get boots, like them, I wouldn't. Like them or I'll give you money back. Yeah. I'll, put you, I'll give you the Albert guarantee. <laughs> the Albert guarantee. I think you got to try them. I think you got to try them. I really, they're wicked comfortable. They're so light compared to Garnet's, dude. They are so light. It's weird. Um, and I feel safe in them. I think that's a huge factor for some people, and it is for me as well. I, knock on wood, haven't had an incident yet where I have felt unsafe in them. I have cased some huge jumps since wearing these things. I had a couple incidents last week on the Supercross track where I frame cased some things pretty heavily. Overshot the big jump at Tampa MX today. On the, I did a big whip and just completely missed the landing. Went all the way to the flat. <laughs> totally fine. Uh, I've made contact with other bikes. I've had foot pegs hit it. I rode back into the pits at the dog pound the other day, and Chance Hymas's dog, Russell, leaped up onto my leg and put my entire boot in his mouth and chomped down on my boot felt pretty protected in that situation. That's um, the moneymaker right there. 
That's what really no, It was hilarious. He just launched at me and grabbed my whole boot in his mouth and then just like was getting dragged the couple of feet further that I rode with my boot in his mouth. <laughs> Felt protected. Yeah. They're amazing. Go get a pair. Dude, you will not be dis good. disappointed. They're very good. I rode in Tech 7s as well. Uh, last, no, my first year of Supercross, so well, holy cow, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I like them better than that, for sure. They're just more comfortable, which is crazy. Most people think right, that the right. Alpine Stars are more comfortable. I don't think so. And I think a lot of the comfort of the and instincts. And they look cooler, too. Yeah. I think a lot of the comfort of the instincts comes from how light they are, to be honest. Um, it just feels, you forget they're there. It's great. It's great. I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong here, but I think that they were designed to help keep your toe box, your toe tighter and wedged in to the frame. Something about, I don't know if it's the angle of the boot or the way it's shaved down, like it, it, it makes it very, very easy to have correct foot position. Right. Yep. There you go, Real, Real GP. Yeah. Go get a set. All right, got a fun question next from someone we're gonna meet very soon. Oh. Ready? Is it fire at will? It is fire at will. Oh. Also, note for fire at will, when you come to meet us, I think you have to bring pickles. What, what's his relation to pickles? Oh, did he ask a pickle question? He was the pickle guy, I'm pretty sure. Oh my God, that's Wasn't hilarious. he the pickle guy? 100% he was well, the pickle guy. I think, he, I think he might have been, but let's also preface this. Fire at Will just won the trip giveaway, which was the grand prize for the 12 days of Christmas. He won it in the random generator. It was unbelievable. He's an OG member, so I, we gotta, uh, we gotta get in touch with him ASAP and make sure we can get him flown in immediately. Because I, I want to start doing these trips, but I want to get back to a once a month cadence with flying people in from the app. I love doing that. But fire, yeah. we'll pump to meet you. All right, question. I'm yeah. ready for it. Where is he from? Do you know? He's from the states, right? No, yeah, he's from. He definitely looks like he lives in the desert. The desert. My guess is Arizona. Hmm. Interesting. But I'm not sure. Okay, here we go. Yo, buddy. Fire Will here. Uh, I'm enjoying the weather while I still can. The, <laughs> the negative 20s are coming for us, too. And uh, being that we're heading into the off season, I was curious what your guys' uh, you know, hobbies are. What do you do when it's time to hibernate when you can't go out and rip? Do uh, you have any hidden talents, maybe? Like, I know I've everybody's seen AJ throw down on a scooter a couple of times. Uh, but what else do you do? What are your big three? All right. Take it easy. What about pine tree screams desert to you? What is that? I can't see it. it, it, it I'm looking at a two by two. Is he, yeah, are there okay. pine trees in the background? I believe that's a pine tree. Anywho. All right. What are you good at? Cameraman Cam can throw down on a scooter too. Big scooter guy. Big scooter uh, guy. Let's see. So first scooter, of all, remember. you did? Yeah. Well, I threw down, I did like bar whips and triple whips and oh, that's right. at all. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Oh, you know who's good on a scooter? Who's Jet. That? No, he's not. Is he really? He did a he did a double tail whip first try on flat ground right in front of my uh, ass. You know who's really good on a scooter? Forkner. Forkner. Yeah. Wicked good. I think he. he I honestly think he was pro at one point. Like he. I think he's really good at BMX too. And like, yeah, he's crazy. Uh, what was the question? What oh, are you good so at? okay. Yeah. Well, first thing, you know, move. What? Go somewhere warm. 
Oh, negative. Yeah, where is he where negative 20s would... But there's high, no snow. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. In my mind, personally, living somewhere that was negative 20, mm-mm. <laughs> Maybe going there for Christmas, great. Uh, if you want to go skiing one time, sure. But no, I like today it was 78 degrees. I mean, come on. Uh, but if I did, if I was forced into a situation where I had to hibernate, what would I do? <laughs> what would I do? I don't know. I'd, I would probably get an Xbox and just play video games. I can't imagine you playing a video game. No, I don't have time. But I would have time if I was forced to hibernate. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, snowboarding would be fun. Love I used to love snowboarding. What else? Let me give you some ideas. Okay, okay. I'll answer the question. I'm uh, answering the question for the person that lives in Vermont. Yeah, give us the answers. Uh, <laughs> I love playing drums. Mm. People know that. Love playing drums. I actually play uh, sometimes like downtown with a little group in a basement. Super fun. Haven't done that in a while. Need to do that again. Uh, yeah, scootering, skateboarding. Not any good at skateboarding, but love doing it anyway. And then... What else do I do? Love snowboarding. Love snowmobiles. Mm. I would kill to drive a rally car. <laughs> mm. Not that I like doing that, but I think it'd be really fun. I like making videos. I do a lot. I, I do a lot of things that aren't dirt bikes, to be honest. Like I do a lot of ministry stuff. Not that that's a hobby. I do. Dude, I was nasty with fingerboards. <laughs> that is a hilarious thing to be good at nasty with fingerboards i used to have like the sickest ran all of them are like seven ply made out of wood like nasty oh, with a fingerboard i can still kickflip on demand on a fingerboard like an actual kickflip yeah like an actual kickflip like i can kickflip varial and sometimes tray flip like on demand still it's like muscle memory it just happens that's so funny <laughs> yeah super that's cool right? that's the dorkiest thing i've ever heard actually well think about me for a second <laughs> It's totally normal. <laughs> totally normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fire at will. Get out of the cold. Book your flight. Come visit. We'll so get some motors in a Tampa MX. AJ has how no much, hobbies. Uh, He's just, How much know. does I don't have? Right now, no, I don't have hobbies. I ho Hopefully one day I will. Um, you know what I want to do, though, is definitely one day I want to have a house that's up north in the mountains mm -hmm. and just have a really nice fireplace made out of, like, limestone and just sit by that fireplace, read a mean book. <laughs> Dude, you're so lame. <laughs> and just, and you're just do nothing. That's what I, that's, Ugh. yeah, if I had the time to do that right now, that's what I would do. But I gotta, how old am I? 30? I gotta put in, I'm, I'm putting in a couple, I'm putting in a few more good, good hard years. Don't you like mountain biking? Be before we retire. Um, I love mountain biking. Yeah. There's one. Can we do a team trip to Whistler, please? Dude, I'm down for Whistler, but bro, like next time we do a class in New Hampshire, let's go to Highland. I yeah. love Highland. High, Highland is a blast. It's like a couple hours from my house. It's so fun. I haven't been in years now. Like I used yeah, to go I'd every be year. for that. Yeah, super fun. Super fun. Um, we got time for oh. like one more. Sure. Hit you me with one more. You down for that? Give me a, give me, yeah. Can I get Let a riding me, one? Uh, let's get a riding one. So this was sent to me uh with the note that you told him to send it to me for the podcast uh oh. kev tgc 
Okay. Don't know what this is, but... Uh, well, you're about to see. All right, you ready? Uh, is there any question attached to it? Nope, or? it just says, AJ told me to send you this video. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay, so... Wow, love the commentary at the end. <laughs> Very normal thing to have happen, honestly. It almost happened to James today. We were doing a private lesson video uh, in how to whip. And he was messing the timing up the first couple of times because it, 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 the timing's different. So whipping and scrubbing, two different things. With whipping, I was having him approach the jump slower today so that he could rely on last second acceleration to try and get the pop to do the whip and he cased it and he actually cased it almost came like a little sideways. This looks like a scrub attempt where the first time that first few times people tend to do scrubs is they forget that the whole point of doing the scrub is that it's going to make you not jump as far and get back to the ground quicker. Therefore you have to go faster. So he just didn't go fast enough. Well, and also the movement was probably done a little bit timid as well, which is what made the bike hang out there. So the slower you do the scrub movement, the slower the bike is going to come out and come back. And that's a pretty small jump as is. Yeah, it's a tiny jump. It's how I would have, if I was there doing a lesson with that person, I would have recommended that they practice the movement completely rolling the jump because it looks like, is that a tabletop or is it a double? It's a double. Never mind, so you can't roll it. But it looks like such a small double that I would have told them to aim to overshoot it and jump to the flat. I was going to say. Doing, while doing the scrub. Because then what? Worst case scenario, you jump to the flat, but most likely you're actually going to scrub it and then catch the downside at some point and be like, oh, whoa, thank, thank God I went that fast. I love that you just said that because it's making me feel like I'm learning something. I, I would have said if I was in this situation, I would have jumped this thing as far as I could. Because yeah, it looks like totally. there's nothing. It doesn't even look like there's a corner after it. Like, and he's like three feet in the air. Yeah, you just go long, you know? Yeah. And also, and like, why even scrub? Why would you? You wouldn't scrub that. That doesn't seem like a great jump to practice it on. Pretty unforgiving, obviously, based on what just happened. But <laughs> when you first learn how to scrub or to do anything, your timing isn't going to be right. And you don't, not only the timing of how fast should I go, but the timing of, how hard am I pushing the, the bike down underneath me? And, and how is it going to react? I, I mean, I, you could put a dime on the ground and I could land on that with my front tire, scrubbing it at full speed every single time and not miss it because I've done it a million times. And I know, I know how the bike's going to react. I could do it on any part of that takeoff. I could do it with a kicker on the jump face, a rutted jump face and still land in the same spot because I just have the experience. If you don't have the experience, you have to expect that you're going to miss time in a little bit. So you have to take the advice of, okay, if it's tabletop, am I a little safer landing on top going long? Okay, whatever. Is it a double? It's a double. I got to go a little long. That's a bad way to crash too. Yeah. Hope you're all right. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just all of it. That just, the whole thing looked painful. By the way, hope you're okay after, after all that. Yeah. It was and, weird. Hang I mean, on. Like, could he have saved it? I mean, he landed on the gas, which is correct. But I mean, he he cased it, cased it. Like his front wheel was barely over. Head head was a little far back. Head's when landing. far back. And then, yes, because 
Yeah, that's that's dramatic. That was pretty aggressive. Yeah, that's dramatic. Like, lucky you didn't. Honestly, that's how you break a leg or tear an ACL yeah, because dude, you put your put leg his, out like that. Put his foot you're, right. You're out. lucky that it kind of swapped back and then just kind of lightly. It, it actually, I think he got fairly lucky for what it was. Here's what's interesting. Because it could have slapped you down, but instead it kind of pitched back and then tossed you forward. Yeah, that is kind of the best case scenario. Sort of. The, uh, well, best case for what happened. Uh. <laughs> what's interesting is I was always taught going to motocross schools as a kid and stuff uh, to, when you're crashing, never let go of the bike. Uh, and mm. the reason I was taught that was because the bike has suspension so never eject because it'll always be better if you use a bike suspension to land first. That's obviously not the case in this scenario. But if I found myself in this situation, mm-hmm. I would, I wouldn't let go. That's just how my mind operates. I've been trained to hold on no matter what and just ride it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, but gosh. you, yeah. I've heard you talk sometimes of like, there's a time to let go. Oh, for sure. That time is few and far between. I mean, it's got to be a pretty bad situation to just be like, okay, I'm jumping. You know? Uh, I've only had that happen a couple of times. And thankfully, the, the times that that has happened has been in like very quick type, come out of a corner, seat bounce something fairly low speed, and instantly you either just like miss the shift or hit a crazy kicker, and it just almost like gives you no choice. Like it just like, Oh, well I'm jumping over the front, like super gentle and easy. And then you land on top of an on off or you just downside the double with your body or whatever it is. I I don't think I've been in a situation that I can remember where I've hit a big, big jump and had to make the decision. Like I got to bail and jump off. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a time and a place. But what I will say is my advice to most riders would be yeah, Stay on the bike. Like, most people give up on it way before you should give up on it. In most situations, you can save something that you probably didn't think you could save. That, that included. I probably could have saved that one way or another, you know? Yeah, you just got to keep your head wicked far forward. Yeah. Because if you do that, it doesn't matter what, doesn't matter yeah. what's happening behind you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right? But... I like video breakdowns. Okay. Well, yeah. Have we been, how long have we been talking Great for? podcast content. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast content. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you what. I, I'm ready to ride, and it's well, not even January yet. But, well, oh, well. Oh, well. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, we got one more podcast before Supercross starts, so that's cool. And then I think we're going to have things to talk about, you know, when Supercross comes around. Uh, definitely going to look into potentially live streaming these. Yep. I think it would be, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. And I, there's a way to do it. I've already looked into it, but we'll talk about it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and in the future, when I have a more, you know, permanent location, right. hint, hint, uh, it'll make it easier, I think, right? It, you would imagine to to get a little more creative and right now like every time you guys see me podcast i'm somewhere different i'm in just in a different part of my apartment complex yeah every single pod every podcast episode yeah well i have a new home i'm in the pool i'm sitting on top of the fireplace dude can you imagine doing a podcast in a pool you would, it would be so gross 
Didn't Jackson? Somebody wanted to do that. Jackson. Was that Jackson? Of course he did. Of course it was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Moto Academy podcast, go download it somewhere. Don't know where you can, but I'm sure you can download it somewhere. For the two people still listening, driver Jamie uh, and my mom, shout out. Do you know how many? I saw a lot of comments and I got a lot of messages saying, hey, I, I listened all the way to the end. Oh, that's good. So it's good to know that there's, there is more than two people listening all the way to the end. Yeah. Good. There's five. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool, man. <laughs> okay. Well, that was fun. I got to go to bed. I got to eat. Too. What time is it? It's almost nine. It's, whoa, it's past my bedtime. I got to okay. go edit this podcast. <laughs> all right. Well, Moto Academy podcast. Thank you, guys. Toodaloo.